matters again. Maybe it's one of my lazy days, but I do do this, and I have my reasoning, so I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to give you four or five reasons, not a bunch of stuff here, why I think you should let weeds grow in your yard. I realize that in the beginning, weeds are probably every gardener's nightmare, and the process of removing weeds can be a tedious task for sure. In addition, weeds are notorious for growing rapidly, competing with other plants to soak up precious nutrients, and ruining, at least in most people's thoughts, overall aesthetics of their outdoor space. But did you know there are some really decent, surprising reasons you should let weeds grow at least in certain areas in your yard? Yes, you heard right. According to experts, weeds left in the designated area can actually be beneficial to your soil and prevent it from drying out. Instead of getting consumed with tearing every weed out in your lawn, consider leaving them alone and let nature kind of reclaim its place as part of your landscape. I guess what I'm saying is embracing weeds can actually help support biodiversity, enhance the soil, and conserve water, as well as making what little piece of property or real estate you have a part of nature instead of trying to always fight with nature. Now, I'm not saying this. That doesn't mean you should let your yard become overrun with weeds and make your outdoor space look unattractive. After all, the larger they grow, the more difficult they become to remove and the more damage they do leave behind. What's more, this depends on the type of weed in your yard and as certain types can become really invasive. It, you have to watch, and so you need to deal with those immediately. However, it's harmless to leave some common types such as clover, or other less invasive types of what we would call garden weeds. And yes, I'm aware, and I do keep in mind that weeds can quickly overgrow, so it's important to not let them take over your garden. It's better to allocate a certain area for them so they're not competing with your plants for your nutrients and your water and your sunlight, so that, that has to take into consideration. So before you get rid of those, what we call unsightly weeds, you might want to know a few surprising reasons that you should let these, some of these at least, be around. Number one for me always is weeds attract beautiful, beneficial wildlife. Surprisingly, weeds are really great for the ecosystem and play a vital role in transforming dry earth into fertile soils and providing new habitats for wildlife. Another term kind of become feely these days is called rewilding, which is about bringing barren grasses back to their original natural state. Weeds can attract a variety of insects, birds, and other wildlife into your garden, which overall contributes to a balanced environment where pollinators can thrive. Yes, I'm talking about bees. I'm talking about butterflies. Pollinators are vital to the production of healthy plants and crops, including yours. One weed I've always had sort of a love-hate affair with are dandelions. Dandelions in particular are not favorable for lush lawns, but they're great for attracting bees and other pollinators. Additionally, the weed flowers produce the feed for many of the insects that end up being actually beneficial to you. And these in turn will usually make a nice feed for birds and other beneficial, useful insects. So sort of a, the circle of life kind of continues. And think about this in another way as a benefit. When you have to remove the weeds, when you do have too many dandelions or other weeds, don't just pull them up and throw them away. The easy thing to do is, if you want to do nothing else, pull them up and put them in a bucket of water. 
just water. Let it sit around and brew for a few days, and that liquid that is made from the decomposition of those weeds is an, an excellent natural fertilizer that didn't cost you a penny. If you have plenty of weeds, of course, number one to me, besides the most important thing of having a good, in my case, vegetable garden, is to have a good compost pile. So rather than pull the weeds and throw them away, just put them in the compost pile. You're making it, you're making the big circle work. And it's not really any more effort. You just have to get used to doing it. So you can make your own weed fertilizer. Uh, you can make your own compost. You can make what we call a fertilizer tea. You can improve the soil by applying the decomposed weeds or the compost to it, of course. You can let the weeds... If nothing else, it sounds gross, but you can just let them rot in a bucket for a week or two and then use the contents as either go into your compost bin or back out onto your garden. The liquid will provide all the nutrients plants need to grow healthy, which is an economical way of recycling garden waste and to save money on store-bought and sometimes unnecessary, really, chemical products. So look on the positive side, since weeds absorb all the nutrients from soil, they also help to reduce the water evaporation that often leaves soil dry and in bad condition. Much like mulch, it is kind of a living mulch, weeds can retain moisture in the ground and prevent it from drying out. This is especially the case in hot weather or in a heat wave such as we've been having this summer. So in actuality, weeds sort of serve as a living mulch and again reduce that water evaporation by covering soil surface. Weeds assist in water conservation by holding on to moisture, which reduces the need for frequent watering. And in some cases, certain weeds reach down into the soil. That's why they're so hard to remove. But they bring up the nutrients further down than what we may usually get if we just put a grass covering or nothing on that soil. And when added to things like other types of mulch you can use in your yard, including organic matter such as your fallen leaves, straw, bark, or the grass and weed clippings uh, make up the bulk. These work well to break down naturally, adding valuable nutrients to the soil such as nitrogen and potassium in the process. In addition, I aim for two to three inches of mulch for best results and almost, with few exceptions, I like to have at least two or three inches of mulch in all my gardening areas as much as I can. Kind of look at it this way. Weeds are Mother Nature's answer to bare ground. Mother Nature hates bare ground. Weeds can prevent soil erosion by acting as a layer of protection from the elements. Essentially, erosion is a natural process with wind and rain and flood water washes over unprotected or naked soil, removing the soil itself. In our yards, this usually affects the topsoil, which is the healthiest and most nutrient-rich soil to usually grow with. And while there are certain plants that can prevent soil erosion in your yard, uh, matter of fact, a lot of us use what we call ground cover plants. Surprisingly, uh, weeds can serve as a great ground cover. They can prevent soil erosion from the wind and water by covering bare patches. Their strong root systems hold the soil in place and prevent valuable topsoil from leaving us, from being washed away. So weeds can have their own use in certain areas of the yard that are prone to such conditions and are not in use for much anything else. To the end of kind of my weed talk, let me give you a, a few minutes of thought. My daughter actually got me started on this and now she's actually attempting to do it. She's turning her lawn into a clover lawn instead of a grass lawn. Now, what is the advantage of that? First, it's 
easier to keep once you get it going. She's using red clover, number one. Number two, it improves your soil. It puts legume, it is a legume that puts nitrogen in the soil. So even the other plants planted in your yard actually benefit from them. And it, as I said, it's a legume, but it grows pretty fast. Four to six inches tall. If you want to just leave it at that height, it's not objectionably tall to not even have to mow it back. And you can create an entire lawn made of clover, or if you want to do it, a mixture of clover and some light turf grasses of some kind. I might add here though that you wouldn't think so, but it's actually a, a good choice for high traffic areas. It takes a lot of beating and uh, comes back pretty quickly. Clover stays green throughout the summer with little need for additional water. Clover is drought resistant and in southern areas like where I'm from right now, it'll remain green most if not all the year. In cooler areas, it will go green in spring and stay that way at least till the first hard freeze. Minimal mowing is needed for clover lawns. You can mow it if you want to kind of uh, deadhead the spent flowers and tidy up. If you want to prevent the clover from flowering, you can just mow it to keep it a little short and tidy. It'll still live through that for many mowings. Clover attracts a lot of beneficial, especially parasitic wasp and insects that are harmless to us but feed on the pests like aphids and white flies and scale insects that bother the garden, especially my case of vegetable garden, but even your other gardening plants. And a bit of a bonus is you don't ever have to fertilize clover. It's a nitrogen-fixing plant that takes care of itself and it isn't fussy about soil. It'll grow in poor quality ground, it'll grow in a wide range of pHs. And I hate to say this, I don't hate it, but I remember when I was a kid, we had whole areas of clover. And I have to say, it feels wonderful under your bare feet. And when I was a kid, and even kids now, loved playing on it. It's a very soft, soft substrate to play on. Unlike most turf lawns, clover doesn't turn yellow when dogs happen to come by and visit you. Let's do a little bit of con, just so you won't think I'm crazy. Uh, every Two or three years, unless you really are careful how and when you mow, you may need to reseed, which is not really expensive with clover, because it's a short-lived perennial that reseeds well on its own if you give it a chance. But overall, every few years, you get a much prettier, more even covering with a, a clover yard that you've reseeded every two or three years. And I have to admit, unless you're very careful with it, that clover lawns don't look quite as perfectly neat and tidy as some manufactured and, and manicured lawns that are made just for that. But taken care of properly and mowed, depending on what kind of look you want, uh, it can be quite attractive. Lower maintenance takes care of the plants around it so that if you're growing your gardenias or wherever you are, it actually feeds them. It's a win-win situation. So the next time you're thinking about, well, do I do something with the weed? Or what do I have an area I really don't want to put a, a garden in? Well, first, my choice, we're here in the south where I am, is probably do some xeriscaping. But even within that xeriscape, clover is a natural ground cover that will actually feed the landscape you put there. It's just, it used to be in vogue, and then we got into this lawn business about 50 or 80 years ago, so we don't see clover lawns like we used to. Do let me mention one clover that I've dealt with. It's called micro clover, and it tolerates shade better than a lot, though sunlight will give it an even better quality. But it'll grow in medium to pretty dark shade. 
They're, it doesn't have near uh, the number of flowers as a Dutch clover or red clover. Okay, and it will go brown in winter if it hits dormancy. Other words, probably not so much in the south, but at least in parts of the places you're hearing this. But because it's a micro, it actually makes almost as tidy a lawn as short turf grasses do. So it's a great, great consideration. You ought to be able to find it at the local feed store or seed store, whatever you want to call it. But always you can find it online now. You can find it in Amazon. You can find it. I know, for instance, that Home Depot carries at least everywhere I've ever been. If they can't carry it, they can get it for you. So maybe try a small area. Maybe get an area 8 by 8 or 8 by 10 somewhere that you want to see if that's what you want to do. But it's just got so many positives. Uh, it, it's not hybridized. It's not. Uh, it's just a great natural cover. Now, it is from Europe. They, they're, they're not. It's not native. That bothers some people. But it's been here forever. It's been here since people came here you know, from Europe. So give it a try. Think of when you say weed, kind of rethink what weeds really are. In many cases, what we call weeds, like for instance, some parts of the world, sunflowers, a lot of parts of the world, dandelions, weeds are just really, in many cases, a pretty and very useful plant that's coming up in the wrong place. So we call it a weed. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. Mm -hmm.